you know I'm super prepared when you have to do the fifth. What do you call it? What is that? What would you call that? The, the felt board. The felt board. Yeah. yeah. But you did it. Oh, popping bottles today. Ooh. We getting lit in here, drinking some soda. This episode is brought to you. No, I'm just kidding. That would be great. Coca-Cola, if you'd like to sponsor us, we're currently accepting bribes. Bribes? Well, free. Yeah, you don't even have to pay me. Just give me free soda. No, I want money, too. I just want soda. I'd also take swag and soda. Ooh, some like some like uh, Coca-Cola hats, maybe like a velvet velour like track suit or something. Or some... like a like a, a NASCAR kind of jacket with like Coca-Cola. Like, yeah, like a really puffy 90s leather one. Can you scoot over a little bit? Can you scoot over a little bit? Be like, be like right here. I know these boom arms are weird. Yeah, so are you. Okay, so. Um... But it's nice. Look at all the space you have for activities right here. Do you see this? I have so many places to like throw and hurl oh, my you're arms. Right up. now, I can do this. Yeah, I can do. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ah, it's all over the floor. What are you <laughs> it doing? Killed the felt board. Jesus. Um, we'll get that later. We're gonna fix this for you because this should not be. You're so easy to knock over. Yeah. Good grief. It tightened you, jackass. Oh, that's why it was so loose. You jackass. Dun, 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 dun. I was like, why is this so loose? I didn't ever look. Well, now we know because it's Mike's super short show. Oh. Austin does not look for the uh, issue. He nope. just assumes it's a problem. I just thought it was a problem. I was like, eh, it's fine. I'll just why look. troubleshoot it when you could just live with it? Exactly. <laughs> That's, yeah. So there we go. Um, <laughs> at least, hey. At least you didn't like damage one of my NECA figurines over there. I would have been very upset if you like punched through the plastic or something. So thank I you. I didn't for... like whip it. I just tapped this thing and it fell over. I'm gonna whip it. I barely even hit this. Jesus, you're such a goob, such a freaking goob. So anyway. Uh, so anyways, welcome to episode 137. The felt board's on the floor. Uh, I'm your host Austin Proctor, and that is your other host Gabrielle Proctor. The walking disaster. The way, yeah, the a flailing arm disaster. She got so excited that she can flail her arms. That she literally flailed them so hard. At least I didn't knock the mic off the table. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can't anymore. It'd be really, you'd have to like karate chop that shit. It is. Okay, the, ready? No, no, no. <laughs> it's a $400 mic, lady. God damn it. Don't do it. Um, so interesting story here. We're not doing the St. Patty's Day themed episode because that is next episode. Because last episode I did with Spencer, I was like, yeah, me and Gabby will be back next week doing the St. Patty's Day theme. It was incorrect. That was a falsitude. So that's my bad. I, is that even? Did I just make that word up? Or is, is that is that from How I Met Your Mother? Okay. <laughs> so that was a falsitude. Um, we were supposed to do um, an indie movie, but unfortunately, uh, it's hard to explain. I don't really want to get into it too much. But there was some material material in the in the indie film that I was just kind of not privy to. Um, kind of, uh, there's a couple of jokes that just didn't sit right with me. So we decided to not do that because it's not something I really want to cover. Um, I'm talking to the director and kind of explaining it to him and how I just, just didn't sit right with me. Um, so he, he understood and, you know, we're, I'm going to continue talking with him. Maybe we can, maybe I can figure it out. I don't know, but I just, I, I need an explanation on why uh, the, the jokes that were made were made. Cause like I said, it didn't sit right with me. Corey was supposed to be on last episode, and we actually recorded an impromptu episode last night where we uh, we did the thing where we watched a movie and kind of commentated on it, but I listened to it. It just did not work 
at all. Um, so you gotta, you gotta beta <laughs> test these things. Yeah, so I'm glad we tested it last night. Um, uh, because yeah, now I realize it really did not work. So we probably won't do that going forward. It would be fun to do that on like a live stream. Like yeah. that would be cool, but we won't be doing that recording. So now we know, which is fine. So we're learning a lot. And we just want you guys to know that we are always doing our best. We know some of the topics uh, in some of the films might get a little um, saucy or a little rough, but we always like to talk about them. And uh, we always want to make sure the content we're bringing you um, doesn't feel like it would be wildly inappropriate or yeah. um, doesn't I, feel like it would be off off brand for us. We want to bring films that you enjoy, that we enjoy, that... Um, we're up front if they would make you uncomfortable, but not in a way that it feels like an insult to the viewer. And I know there's been some times too where, because like I, I don't edit this podcast. Like if there's something that I need to cut out, I ha you know I do. But typically I press record. We do it in one take. I don't really edit much out. So I know some stuff has been said kind of in the moment that you know maybe I didn't mean exactly, or I hope it's not taken the wrong way. I know that's happened, but. Again, that's just because this is live. This is I, I don't really I don't really pause and be like, okay, let me say that again. Maybe I should. I don't know. Maybe that's something I should try to do going forward. Because sometimes I, you know, I do just kind of spur things out. Like it just comes to my brain and I say it. And I'm like, that probably didn't come out right. But yes, I agree with you. We do try to keep a very, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. I'm looking. I don't know I'm looking either. for a word. We just try to keep it. Uh, I try to keep it as PC as we can. You know what I mean? Is that what I'm looking for? That's not right. Politically correct. That's not right. No, no. I don't know. Mostly we try to. Avoid, You're better with the words. We try to avoid films that we feel are going to be too, um, too triggering for people. Honestly, um, yeah. Not not to you know. Say oh we're worried about triggering films you know because so many horror films are going to trigger something in you but like we try to keep out the films that we feel don't fit with what we're comfortable with there's a level we're comfortable with but when it feels like it's in bad taste we don't we don't do that yeah we try to avoid that just altogether as a whole because i don't want to try to tiptoe around it and i'd rather just avoid it you know and, and not, it's not again deal not with to it. say that this is this was that director's intention. We don't know. That's yeah, why that's we want to make sure we we have a clear understanding. Yeah, we want to make sure we're on the same page because misunderstandings happen all the time. Where you you see one thing in a someone's work and they see it as another way. Right. So that's obviously why we're clarifying before we um, try to bring the content on. Yeah. So we, like I said, we were going to do that originally. And then me and Corey did a, we had to do something in the heat of the moment that didn't work. And now you're stepping in to save the day as you always do. Uh, as I, as, <laughs> it has nothing to do with me living here. No, it does not. Um, but yeah, you know, you've saved it. Everyone has saved the day at some point, but you obviously it falls on you a little bit more. And but you actually recommended that we do this movie. And this is another brand new movie that we're doing because we recently two episodes ago, I think, or two or three. It was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre from this year. This episode we're doing fresh, which literally just came out. So this is a fresh movie. No pun intended. Um Every pun intended. Every pun intended. So yeah, we wanted to discuss this because this kind of just came. It came out of nowhere. Like I, I just saw, ooh, fresh on you know on Facebook and stuff like that. People were like, oh, you have to check out Fresh. Fresh looks. Fresh was amazing, and it was just so so well done. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And we just randomly put it on the other night. Um, I was super tired, and we just put on Miss Congeniality, and then. Did you mention it or, or who mentioned it? I think no, you said something about it. And I said, do you want to put it on? And you were like, really? I'm like, yeah, we've seen it. I've been watching Miss Congeniality <laughs> since, since it, it came, came out. out. So I, I'm pretty well up on that plot. 
Yeah. Um, um, but hey, it's Women's History Month anyway. So uh, this is a film that is directed by a woman, um, written a woman. by a woman. Yeah. Um, all like majority is female leads. We've got women of color. Like it's it's got a lot of female representation in it, even if the females are you know the victims. I thought but, it was know. Women's International Day. You guys have you, no no. There's no. a day. There's a specific day, but the month is Women's History oh, Month. Look at you. Y'all have a whole month. That's awesome. Yeah, I you, thought guys, it was just, you guys have everything else. We so don't we need it. We month? don't need. Sh- if anything, we need stuff taking. We need stuff taken away from us. We we. Have, day. What is day? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's not. Okay. We said we were trying to keep this a certain way, lady. Let's not bring that up because uh, that's a whole other topic. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I really thought it was a day. I didn't know it was a whole a whole month. That's awesome. Yeah. Two. Uh, so uh, there. Yeah. There's women's. Appreciation Day, I guess you would call it, and then when was women, that? Women's History Month. It was uh, earlier this week. Damn, I'm I'm shirking my responsibility of. Appreciating You're not celebrating you. me enough as a woman. Okay, well, I'll celebrate you this weekend. How about that? All that right. sounded fucking I dirty. I'm sorry. A, uh, <laughs> I'll celebrate all over I you. I expect a shrine and oh. um, a lot of offerings. Where's the shrine? Is the shrine going in the backyard, perhaps? No, we don't have a fence yet. Okay, so but once you know, the fence goes women's in, Women's History Month is this whole month. So once the fence is in, you can build me my shrine. Okay, but I've, it has to be under six feet because it can't poke above the fence. Well, I'm only five six, so if you build a life size shrine of me, we're good. Okay, do you want a shrine or do you want like a statue of yourself? Like, the what shrine it, usually involves an image of the thing you're celebrating. Can so. it be Baphomet? No, that's a, it's that, me because it's, oh, it's celebrating oh, me. Oh, oh, it has to. I thought it was just a, a shrine well, a, to celebrate. I thought me it was just a, like a woman a of woman. power because Baphomet is a female, you know, and a male. Is it? I thought I thought Baphomet was it's female. It's right? both. Oh, we've talked about this. I'm sorry. I can never remember it. Um, not that I'm saying I wouldn't share, but I'm just talking <laughs> about in my house. Um, I, you know, n- not to exclude any genders of women's genders of women's plural. I said that wrong. You know what I mean? Any type of woman, you're all included. But this is me in my house and I want to be personally celebrated. Oh, OK. I see what you're saying. That's yeah. fine. Um, well, yeah. So that's perfect timing to do this movie because this is, yeah, like you said, very female driven. Um, it touches on a very, very interesting topic that is not shown enough in uh, the, the very beginning of the movie, which needs to be shown because it disgusts me so much. Like, men need to stop this behavior 100% of the time. You should never act like this. Yeah. It's really rough. We'll get there eventually. Um, oh, shit. I needed to talk about... Th- okay, I'll just read the... I was going to... I had two movies that I got recently. I'll just read the synopsis. I was going to get the back of the cover. I forgot them. Damn it. Hold on a second. So I got two new uh, Shout Factory movies uh, that just recently released. Uh, one of them is called Nightmare from 1964. It's a Hammer film, and uh, it's about a young lady named Janet at a private school. Her nights are troubled by horrible dreams in which she sees her mother, who's in fact locked in an insane asylum, haunting her. Uh, expelled because of her persistent nightmares, Janet is sent home where the nightmares continue. Three shocking murders. Did she dream them or do them? What? Sounds pretty cool. Has a 3.2 out of 5 on the letterbox. And the other one, this one looks wild, and you're going to absolutely have to watch this one with me. It's called The Sword and the Sorcerer. That one's from 1982. And it's a mercenary with a three-bladed sword who discovers his royal heritage when he is recruited to help a princess foil a brutal tyrant and powerful sorcerer's plans to conquer the land. Yes. Yeah, I already know. You told me about it. I know. I I just keep reminding you about it because it sounds amazing. I know. Uh, So those recently came out from Scream Factory Collector's Editions with slipcovers and posters. If you were able to grab those, good for you. 
because I think they're limited to like a thousand. So we're definitely going to have to do the sword and the sorcerer at some point, um, but probably not till next year because I planned out all the way through August. Nice. Yeah. This one movie shit is really easy. I'm digging the whole only having to watch one movie. Um, although I did not take any notes for this movie because this was spur of the moment. So thank God you have that brain. I think this plot isn't so... Um, this I mean, isn't one of those films where there's so many things going on. It's a pretty focused plot. No, I know, but I'm just glad that we we I watched it with you because I know you have like a photo like photographic memory. That was a weird way to photographic memory. They made it like it was two words. Photo photographic photographic memory, and you can rem you just remember everything. Oh so, boy, do I! Yeah, you do. Um, so uh, is there? Any oh, I did want to talk about something else too, real quick. Uh, how do you feel about the monsters coming out by Rob Zombie? Like, I, I haven't. Th I don't think I've actually. I, I haven't seen enough of the monsters to take any personal offense to them remaking it. Okay. Um, well, I mean, just the fact, it's like, like, I'm on board. I know he's. I know that Rob Zombie is a big fan of the monsters. He's done yes. a lot to his own house to yeah. resemble it. Yeah, I think he has a whole monsters themed like room. I believe. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, so, um, I think he is a good choice for that because he will, um, he cares about the franchise. And I think there's a lot of times where some like directors won't, won't even heard of the damn franchise and then they take it over or have no experience in that. That's not in their wheelhouse, but then they get the franchise and you can tell that the, like the love's not there. Um, but Again, I haven't seen it. I, I know I've seen parts of the show. Um, I'm yeah. familiar with some of the actors, but I think because um, he already is a huge fan of the show, it, it'll end up feeling like a love letter to the show. Well, good news, because me and Spencer were, have been worried this whole time about the rating because, you know, he's pretty much exclusively made. I'm pretty sure all of his movies have been rated or unrated mm -hmm. yesterday, according to Spencer, which he's on top of everything with movies. It got a PG rating. Which is good because Which is it, good. It, that <laughs> kind of that film or that content wouldn't make sense as a full blown horror. No, they can make it spookier, but they don't need to Adam's family the damn thing. Yeah. So and, and that's what I was worried about is I thought he would make it like I would be OK with like PG-13. You know what I mean? Like but like I, w I was thinking he was going to rate it R, have all the swearing and like blood and violence. But the fact that it has a PG-13 or PG rating really gives me some like more hope than I already had because like you know like you said he is a huge fan but the fact that it's got a low rating like that I think he's really going to do it justice plus we've already mentioned that he is literally building like not just the house he rebuilt the entire I'm pretty sure neighborhood like from the original show or at least yeah. the, at least the street so mm -hmm. I'm super stoked I just I just, I just never I don't think I ever remember asking how you felt about it but I'm I'm with you like I watched it as a kid but never religiously it was just like oh what was that what was that channel on 38 it was like tv land or something like that yes it was called tv where land. they played you know like andy um andy griffin's or andy griffith's show and stuff like that like I, I love lucy yeah lucy i used to watch that and uh the monsters but like like again it was never religious so i i don't really have this affinity for it like some people do and it's Rob Zombie, so I'm probably going to like it. But yeah, I just I wanted to see how you felt about it. So we're in the same boat here. Like, we never really watched it like that. But we're just like, I'm ready for it to be re... Because it's, I mean, have they rebooted it since? No. I was going to say, yeah. I, I know they've done, like, some TV movies, I think. Like, Monsters Go Home, I believe, is a thing that exists. But I don't think they've actually redone it in a while. So very exciting. That should be coming out later, later this year or next year. Um, so that's super fun. I can't wait for that. Um, I think that's all I had to say. You got anything? Anything for us? Nothing? Nah. Wow. Mincy's the native supernatural. How's it's, that going? 
real boring, man. So we're, I remember Spencer mentioning that like some spots of that show, there's like a, like a couple seasons of just like a lull. Or is yeah, it... I'm in that right now, which so is why the, I've been seasons? like, um, by the end, of, so see, season seven uh, has some fun stuff, but um, it kind of drags in some parts. But season eight is like the brothers take turns sacrificing themselves and then the brothers keep secrets from each other and they take turns doing that and then they take turns burning each other or killing somebody the other one cares about because they're morally gray or something and you're just like how many years are you two planning <laughs> on like just being like like this it's exhausting because like this season they are not on the same page. They're not happy with each other, and uh, which means we don't get a lot of the fun episodes, or the fun episodes don't feel as fun because they are so much at odds. A wild motorcycle, yeah. I see. I've so never... it's like it's a drag in the middle. Um, I mean, geez, they had a season. I think it was season six where they, like, um, they built up this new big bad coming up. Killed her in the span of the. They killed the bad guy that was supposed to be like, there was hinted at being the big bad guy in the same episode that they actually meet her for the first time and then switch to the big reveal thing. And you're like this, why would you put so much energy into introducing a major villain to just done? Yeah. Be done with it. They, they've made some weird decisions, but I do, it does come back round in the later seasons. Um, they do, they do change it up and eventually the guys stop burning each other relentlessly so how, how many seasons is that though you said the end of season seven through eight until when 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 does it finally come back around i want to say 10 oh geez so it's like archer where there's a, like the first what five seasons are great and then you enter dreamland and then the weird detective space, one yeah. and then space and you're like i don't care I just don't yep. care about it because none, none of it matters. It's all expendable, in my opinion. You're like Nothing really is adding to the actual story of Archer. It's just kind of there. Well, we they, stopped watching it because I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah, they because in later, because like this is where they're kind of really limited on the cast because they've killed too many people. Too um, many cooks. And so, th and the boys are at odds with each other. So um, nobody's having a good time. There's no one there to be the voice of reason between the two of them. So really, you got to get through that to the part where like the villains and the heroes start working together. So that becomes more interesting and fun. Oh and yeah, it's when they start like developing out other characters and because you have to have characters who are a lot less uptight than the two guys. Right. Because they like to have fun, but they're always very, very serious. So once they start bringing in people with more personality who like to have a little more fun, that's when it rolls back around. I got to watch that show eventually. Where is yeah. it streaming? Netflix. Netflix. You know Buffy is on Hulu, right? Yeah, I already watched all that. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if that I wasn't sure if they I thought I had got gotten taken off at some point. I just saw it the other day and I was like, oh, I should let Gabby know. I did. That's where I rewatched that, and that's why I was it was fresh in my mind where they made uh, in Supernatural they made a joke about the Dagon Sphere. Oh yeah. And that was a Buffy reference. Yeah. Okay. Well, have fun with Supernatural. Hopefully you can push through. Oh, I've taken a break because I can't. Like I can't. Oh yeah, you did. You started uh, inventing Anna or whatever. Is that a horror thing at all? No, that's okay. uh that's a um, crime drama. Oh okay, never mind. Well, we can talk about something uh, slightly horror. No, it's not. It's not even kind of horror. It's sci-fi. The new Kenobi trailer just dropped. 
so excited for that. Uh, if you don't want any spoilers, uh, maybe just skip ahead a couple minutes. Uh, I mean, there's not really spoilers, but if you haven't seen the teaser, maybe pause it. You and McGregor's wa- in it. Yeah, <laughs> watch the teaser. Um, so that came out yesterday. I watched it today. Uh, it's not really a teaser because it's more of just a trailer. It's a minute and 46 seconds. So I wouldn't consider that a teaser. Teasers are like 20 seconds, 30 seconds and show literally nothing. Like I'm the, feeling the overwhelming concern that I'm going to need to watch Clone Wars to get some of the references. Yeah, I think we're going to have to at some point because um, they played Duel of the Fates um, in the uh, in the uh, teaser. If you don't know what that is, that is the song or the, you know, the score for when... Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi battle against Darth Maul. And that's only played at that part in the movie, I'm pretty sure. So that, to me, signifies that we're going to see the return of Darth Maul. That makes sense because we saw him in Rogue One. Again, spoilers if you haven't seen that. So, and everyone... see him in Rogue One. Yes, you did. No. Oh, sorry, that was fucking Solo. Solo. That was Solo. Get your head out of your ass. Oh, shit. When did Solo take place? Was that... Oh, God. When was that? Was That was was later, so... um, It it was still, obviously, before... You know, New Hope, obviously, because it was a young. So, okay, if we saw him in Solo, we should still probably see. I mean, they played Duel of the Fates. I don't see them not Uh, bringing him back. It's possible that we would see. It's possible, but I know we're gonna see Vader for sure because at the end of the teaser, you hear Vader's breath. So we're, I'm like me and Spencer talked about this last week of how we'd never seen like a Vader rise to power. Maybe we'll get that because you, you, he's gonna be in it. You heard that? Christensen's back, so. Oh no, I know. But so I know he's back. I'm just wondering if it's just going to be him as a badass already or if we're going to see kind of how his, you know, his his rise to being, you know, the Lord of the fucking Sith. Not the Sith. Is that right? Did I say, is that, that's not right. Yeah, Sith Lord. Yeah. Sith Lord. <laughs> Whatever. Lord um, of the Sith. Lord of the Sith. Lord, also known lo- as Lord of the Dance. Lord of the fucking galaxy at this point. I need to see him rise up to power. So that's super cool. And it's actually perfect uh, because, uh, not Hayden Christensen, um... Uh, Ewan McGregor is like the perfect age right now because it, you know, this takes place in between three and four. So his age is like perfect right now because he was super young in Phantom Menace and now he's, you know, kind of a rugged older guy. And then, you know, a new hope he's, you know, he's an old man. So the timing is actually working out really well. And I think the same thing for Christensen as well. So I think it's going to be good. It comes out May 25th, which is the day before Spencer's birthday. So happy birthday to him. And uh, I'm very excited. We still need to finish Boba Fett though. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Still got to finish that. So, uh, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff coming. But let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this movie here with all the IMDb, IMDb stuff. So, uh, yes, we were talking about Fresh, and that was released this year on March fourth, and that was literally six days ago from this recording. Uh, this movie is rated R for moderate sex and nudity, severe violence and gore, severe profanity, moderate alcohol, drugs and smoking, and severe frightening and intense scenes. I don't know severe frightening and intense scenes like severe you like, think like the the surgeries oh uh, yeah okay I guess so um this this has a runtime of an hour and 54 minutes and to be honest this is one of the few movies that's near two hours that I was like I could have done I could have had a little bit more mainly more of the build-up like just what like like I kind of wanted to see her date a couple of guys you know what I mean and kind of go like go through it, but she just I mean, I guess they really got their point across with the one that she did go on the date with. Yeah. But I, I could have used more build up to be quite honest. Um, and that's weird because usually for me, if a movie's two hours, I'm like, yeah, I like let's make this shorter. But I don't know how you felt, but I could I could have honestly had to be like two oh five. Well, I'll talk about it when I'm talking about it. Oh, that. okay. Yeah. Um, this is listed as a comedy horror thriller, uh, directed by a lady named Mimi Cave, and this is the literally her first 
feature length film. She's only done shorts and like uh, music videos and stuff like that. So for a first feature length film, uh, I'm going to say you fucking nailed it. Absolutely. And I cannot wait to see what else, what are like other things that she does. Um, this was written by uh, another female as well named Lauren Kahn, who's primarily done shorts just like Mimi. And uh, except for one movie she wrote, which was called Ibiza. And I don't know. Uh, is, do you know? Have you heard about Ibiza? It's Ibiza. Um, it's, I, it's Ibiza. The only no reason I, I've heard of that or know what it is was because. I uh, took a pill in Ibiza. The song. No, no oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, sorry. Um, is because in Inventing Anna, they all go there. So that's that. literally this week is the first time I've ever heard of it. But it's a place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's, a, there's a song called I Took a Pill in a, a, a Biza or whatever it's called. Uh, she could do the responsible thing or she could go to Ibiza with her friends and, ta- and chase down a hot DJ, DJ. Easy choice. Starring Jillian Jacobs, Vanessa Bayer, Phoebe Robinson. No idea who any of those ladies are. All right, well, then moving on. All righty, then. Oh, it's a Netflix exclusive, I think. Okay, interesting. I mean, it looks kind of fun. She's wearing a unicorn hoodie. That looks fun. Anyways, um, music was done by a man named Alex Summers, who also did the score for Honey Boy, among other things. But Honey Boy was the thing that stood out to me. That is the movie where uh, Shia LaBeouf plays his dad. And it's actually a one like one of the greatest movies uh, of recently, I think. It's fucking fantastic. That one and a Peanut Butter Falcon that he was in as well. Um, this is where it gets interesting. So the cinematographer for this movie is a man named Powell Pogorzelski, and he did the cinematography for Tragedy Girls and was also the DP for Hereditary and Midsommar. So that fucking makes sense why this movie looks the way it looks. Yeah. Because every shot of this movie is like fucking poetry. I swear to God. And then it was also edited uh, by someone who worked on Tragedy Girls, a name a uh, guy named Martin Pensa. So that's pretty interesting that the cinematographer and editor for Tragedy Girls worked on this movie. And again, that's exactly why it uh, it, it looks as good as it did. Um, this movie stars Daisy Edgar Jones as Noah, who has not done too much. She's been in more TV shows than anything I noticed. Uh, Sebastian Stan as Steve, who is most most famously known as Bucky Barnes in the MCU. He's also in one of our favorite movies, I, Tanya, who, yeah. and he plays um, Jeff uh, Galuli. Uh, so he's definitely the biggest star in this movie, and God, does he play it very, very well. Uh, we have Jojo T. Gibbons as Molly, who also has not done too much. Then we have Andrea Bang, not Band, as Penny, who also has not done much. And Dayo Okin... Okinayi as Paul and same same goes for him so you literally have five people who have done nothing really besides you know things um, like Dave, Daisy Edgar Jones is in a popular TV show on Netflix well that's what, that's what okay so that's what I'm saying she's in TV shows it's just nothing when, when I when I look through this if I don't recognize it I'm like I don't I know I don't really look into it but you know she's probably her and Sebastian are obviously the two most famous people I would say in this movie but for for uh, a cast of people that I've never really heard anything about like very well done. Like very, every single performance in this was very well done. So I uh, I appreciate that. This had an estimated budget of blank and a worldwide box office gross of blank because it went straight to Hulu. Um, this movie was filmed in Vancouver, BC, Canada. And again, you can check this out on Hulu. It is a Hulu original. So yep. boom. 
uh, movies that came out around the same time. We are literally living in those times. So check out your local AMC or Regal for movies. Um, or whatever your theater is. Or whatever your, your theater state, is. State um, I know the, I know The Curse is out right now. You know, you got Batman is out right now. Studio 666 is out right now. Bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. So yeah, a bunch of good stuff is out right now, but I'm not going to go through those because they, they are, it is happening. Um, specific horror moments in this, I mean... How much do we want to give away? That's my question. I don't want to give away too much, but like I, I but like I, you know, want to talk about certain things. <laughs> I don't know how much to give. Um, I am not revealing the end. Um, well, not the end. Are we going to talk about? But we're gonna we're gonna talk about it though. Like we're gonna get into it, right? Yeah, I just okay. don't want to get anywhere from like the pink dress onward. Okay. I don't want to get into. So we can talk about how her butt was sliced off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't really have a horror. I mean, the horror moment that I have is at the end of the movie, and that's something I'm not ready to reveal. Yeah, that's, that's same. My, it's like yeah. my favorite kill. Yeah. It happens at the end because honestly, all the kills happen at the end, and we're not revealing those because uh, yeah. you want to see how this movie plays out. It is wild. And then, yeah, so the specific horror moment and kill for me uh, is definitely a spoiler material as well for you favorite line my favorite line isn't a line it's a it's a it's a text on a phone which is also the like the last fucking scene so i'm not gonna say that either uh favorite character um it's really hard to pick a favorite character but i gotta go with, jo- with jojo gibbons uh so what was her name in the movie molly yeah. because while i did feel she was slightly stereotypical uh, she's the real MVP for tracking her friend, you know, like trying to track her friend down. Like, yeah, she was a good friend. Um, and she was like, no, this isn't right. I mean, like was always really straight with her friend about, um, things that were going on and like making sure her friend checked in with her, that kind of stuff. She was yeah. a good friend. She was a great friend. She wasn't like, Oh, they must be having a good time. Shrug. Yeah. So I got to go. I got to give it to, uh, Molly for, for the MVP of the movie. So that was my favorite character. Um, I assume the same for you. Yes. That makes sense. Least favorite character, definitely the douche in the beginning Chad. of the movie. Yeah, Chad. Go Chad. Go fucking Chad. Uh, he was the douchiest of douches. Oh my God. That whole scene in the beginning just, oh God, it's just, it's sad that it's really sad to me that guys can think that that's okay. Maybe they don't realize. I don't know. But like, yeah, if you watch that movie and you can relate to being like Chad, you need to take a hard look at yourself because that is not how to treat women or really anybody to be, you know, it's just not how you treat human beings, but specifically women. Terrible, terrible, like a oh, horrible guy. Um, so that's yeah, least favorite. So we're on we're on the same exact page with exactly all these. Uh, OK, all these bullet points. All right. So. The brief IMDb synopsis here is the horrors of modern dating seen through one one, uh, one young woman's defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's un- unusual appetites. And that sets the tone for the whole movie. Yeah, it does. Um, so do you want to kind of talk about like talk about the movie itself before we get into the review? Or do you want to review it and kind of like how do, how do you want to do this? I'm going to talk about it and review it as I go along. Then, always do. Okay, I'm just you know go for it then. Take it away with the review. All right, so. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, the movie opens up with our um, main character, Noah, on a date with a guy who, um, if you've ever seen uh, Jane the Virgin, it's, um, I want to say his name is Michael in Jane the Virgin. Um, oh, she's wow. his white, uh, she's the, uh, or he's the white boyfriend in that. 
Um, so she's on a date with this guy and he's immediately like he's talking about himself and just like uh, talking about how great and interesting he is and really not talking or like not really talking about her except when he starts letting her know that like if she just wore some like tighter clothing, she'd look better. And oh, by the way, I'm going to take your leftovers for my brother. And he pretty much is just a, like a an all around like douche who uh, can't stop like just being a terrible person. Well, and after they split the bill, too, he's like, do you have cash? Because they split the bill. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to take those leftovers. Oh, so you just made her pay for her meal and you're taking it? Exactly. If you oh, paid and then for like- it. Okay, whatever. Like, I, I, I guess I can understand if you paid for it, but not if you're making her pay. But also, it's still really weird to buy somebody food and not say, hey, are you planning on taking your leftovers home? If you want to take the damn leftovers, um, ask if they're taking it because they picked that food for themselves. They may want the rest of it later. Well, yeah. And like, you know, paying, I yeah. like hell half the time I eat half my food and save the rest for later. Um, it's, a, it's a smart move, honestly, because then you get to enjoy that meal two times. So exactly. you're just fucking you're just brilliant. I am. <laughs> Shut up. Women History Month, okay? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, at one point, he gets his scarf and his food, and then he's, like, snapping at the waitress at the Chinese restaurant and talking down to her, not even assessing whether or not she can speak English, just assuming she cannot. Like, he says he needs sparkling water for the stain. Oh, he's also wearing a T-shirt and a scarf, so... If you ask for something to clean your, like, like a spill with, and you ask for sparkling water... That's I... that's how you get that stain out. Oh. That's a real thing. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say, that's like, how douchey is that? But I didn't I didn't realize that. I'm just, okay. Yeah, no, that's I'm a just, real thing. I'm just not informed um, then. It, that's my bad. <laughs> it was more the, the scarf. Um, we joked about this, because uh, one of the characters in New Girl does that. It's like, so yeah. what? Your neck's cold, but your arms aren't? Yeah, like, what the fuck is that shit? How is that even a real thing? I think you said that when we were watching it. Yeah. Ah, oh, New Girl. Um, such a great show. So, yeah. So, she goes on this date. It's literally every girl's, like nightmare meetup date like blind date you're just like this is horrendous um didn't you have a similar kind of no uh fortunately i've never been in the uh guy talking at me and letting me know how i can fix myself because um <laughs> i had someone do that to You'd me who i didn't him. realize was trying to date me um he got fired but uh <laughs> he did he- not understand the assignment about not harassing his coworkers. Um, <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that was a coworker. Oh, the, the plot thickens. Holy shit! Yeah. Um. And but uh, yeah, that's what I. I don't know who in what warped world you live in that you think girls want to be told how they should look. Um. Because we don't. Um. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do. I've but then ne- he like tries to go in for a kiss, and then she's like, "No," like, and he's no, no, like, no. "You're not even my type anyway." bitch like like, he calls her a fucking bitch because uh she doesn't want to sleep with him like and that's the problem this is actually kind of sets the whole tone is um this girl is her whole dating experience is men who uh feel like they're entitled to her just because they they um presented her with food they therefore are uh entitled to her body give a girl food and she'll love you forever yeah that's not how that works i mean it does if you're married yeah, well, yeah, that's true. If I get you tacos, I mean, you you know, or some sort of any sort of food, cookies, that you, cookies desserts, cookies. yeah. But I, I already we have we have already established a relationship, and we're married, so that's how I get you to continue to love me. Is I just bring you sweets and you flowers. You bribe me with sweets, yeah. and that's that works. Yeah, yeah. sweets and flowers, man. Uh, Come on. 
And it's been working great. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so she kind of talks to her friend about it, about like how he was kind of a creep and how she's dealing with issues with um, online dating. We get to see her receive an unsolicited dick pic. It was unsolicited oh, for all of us. For and, all uh, of us. Like we literally you know experienced that. <laughs> smart move on the director's part because it's actually a little bit funny. Um, this whole movie vibes like a woman's dating experience. Um, and I just, I if that's how it is, my God. I'm, I mean, not literally, but metaphorically. But, it, but, it, it is, but yeah. like it can be. I know people get unsolicited dick pics and are treated like that all the time. It just, you don't really think about it until you see it happen. You're like, oh, I'm God, that's fortunate out of every day. I've never received one. Really? Yeah. That is that's that should be a Guinness World Record. Right. <laughs> um so yeah, there's like I thought that was a good move on the director's part though because you know, usually when they do that, it's the girl seeing it and you just see her reaction and no, you are experiencing what Noah's <laughs> experiencing in the film, you are experiencing along with her. Yeah. Which was a really smart idea cuz you can see it exactly how she's seeing it, like feeling it exactly how she's feeling it. Yeah. So, um, her BFF Molly's kind of giving her pep talks and whatnot, but then, uh, Noah goes shopping in a store and she's wandering around the produce section and she meets this guy whose name is left my head. Um, his name is Steve. Steve. Thank you. Which is funny because, you know, Steve Rogers. (laughs) That's why I was confusing myself. Um, so she meets this guy who's just snacking on uh, cotton candy grapes, which, yes, they're a real thing. And, yes, they taste like the f- cotton candy flavoring. I'm glad I let you finish because, like, he was not snacking on cotton candy, lady. They don't sell that at the grocery store. They do. But, no, no, no. Um, no. Co- I, I, thought you, I thought you were. That's why I let you finish because I thought you were saying cotton candy, like, just like out of a bag, like sugar. I'm like, they don't sell that. They do. But it's at, like, Publix uh, at Walmart. It's oh. the crappy kind. Well, yeah. Um. But yeah, so she meets this guy, Steve. They kind of have a meet cute moment and uh, what? Meet cute. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, a meet cute in the uh, store. Um, and he asks, the, he kind of just gets her to try the grapes and uh, they chit chat for a minute kind of awkwardly. But then he asks for her number and she was like, well, that was kind of weird. But then he doesn't talk to her for a couple days. So she's like, all right, well, I guess that didn't come to anything. He was kind of cute, kind of charming. And it's funny, we were talking about it, and I was like, oh, the way he, like, they didn't really have much of a connection. They shared a grape and were like, uh, can I get your number? I'm like, that feels weird to me. Can I get but your like, number? Whatever. It's probably nothing. Um, and so he invites her on a date for drinks. They go out to drinks um, at this bar, which um, Molly's friend happens to work at, but we don't find out later that the bartender is Molly's friend. Um, so they go to this bar, they have drinks, uh, and then they end up hooking up. They like have a serious connection. And um, what are you doing? Sorry, I'm just so so you can see the names. That's all. Yeah, no, I can see them. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so they end up having this connection. They end up sleeping together. Um, Noah sneaks a picture of like half of his face because uh, he tells her that he has no social media at all. And I pointed out to you immediately. That was weird. Red flag number one. It's actually red flag like number two. What's the first one? The uh, we, got it, we forgot to do the red flags. What's the, what's the fir- for you? Because the know. first one would be the limited interaction they had. Um and him asking for her number after they vaguely chatted about 
grapes. It wasn't particularly flirtatious. He literally said, well, I'm taking these grapes home to my, um, to my, uh, sister and she'll want to hear the story, uh, and my niece and she'll want to hear the story about the grapes. So can I get your number? Oh, it yeah, just seemed right. weird. Okay. So that's red flag number one. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, you know, Noah starts talking about this, uh, talking about Steve to um, Molly and just kind of talking about how he's cool and nice. And Molly's like, well, what's his name? So I can like, what's this guy's name? So that way I can look him up. Stalk him. And uh, she's like, no, he doesn't have a, any social media. And Molly, wise woman she is, <laughs> goes, no, <laughs> no, that's not right. Nope. That's weird. Um, so she immediately calls that a red flag. Uh, sorry. So we're at two Molly right now. Is much wiseness um mucho wiseness yep so uh noah meets up with him again and as far as we see personally this is their second date which is i mean it's probably what's you know what's happened it's probably really is only yeah yeah and um so he um they're eating chinese food and he's eating food so she's offering him um some meat and he's like no i don't i don't eat meat um oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. he doesn't so, doesn't uh, eat that meat shut it what uh so she's like oh i feel so embarrassed whatever um they kind of dance together and then he's like i'd like to take you away that's red flag number three all right number three <laughs> well Second I, I guess date. eating eat, well not eating meat that's, that's not a red flag never mind. no that's just a vegetarian yeah it's just a, that's vegan or vegetarian my bad yeah um so that's red flag number three. You've been on two <laughs> dates and you're like, let's go out of town together. And he names this place and says, we'll go out of town. And she's like, this is so spontaneous, but I really like this guy. And he's a charming know, son of a bitch, man. He's charming. He's attractive. And if you look at him versus Chad, the guy she dated, went on the date with before him, by comparison, these red flags seem minor, seem tiny. So they're not as noticeable um, especially if like you didn't really, um, pick up on all of them either, because why yeah, would you? Yeah, Chad I... is a walking parody yeah. of the dating experience <laughs> yeah. right now. Oh my and God. And Steve is much more subtle. Well, yeah, that, so, that's the thing. It's, 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 I guess that's why I didn't notice. Cause yeah, when it's obvious, it's obvious, but when it's subtle, I, uh, I, I don't know. I guess I just don't notice as much cause I've never been on the receiving end of it Yeah. as a guy, as a guy that typically doesn't, you know, doesn't happen um in my shoes so it's much harder for me to notice and then when you started pointing it out i was like oh yeah that's that's definitely that's, red, that's red flag material you're correct <laughs> and how upsetting is it that girls have to be trained to be is that weird that feels weird yeah that's that is kind of fucked up that you guys are conditioned to just look for immediately start like what's the red like what are what are your what is your baggage what is your red flags that's that sucks that's why when i'm not um, a fan of that like when our friend will started dating again he was always checking in on these like is this a red flag or am i just seeing things yeah and um it's brutal yeah because if something doesn't feel right that's usually because it's not yeah if it's too good to be true odds are it is yeah so um noah tells her friend molly and molly's like immediately bizarre (laughs) This is bizarre. She's like, nope. Molly's a lesbian too. So she's like, straight dating oh, must she? be real weird. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't know how I'd miss that. Yeah, she was making jokes about hetero dating. Oh, okay. She didn't make that many though, so you might not have noticed. I it. might. Yeah, it might have just kind of flew over my head. Um, I've been trained to look for the lesbian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me, Gabby? I know a lesbian. Oh, just the one. Just the one. <laughs> just the one. And it's your sister. It's my sister. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, Molly calls foul on this. She says this is weird, but Noah's like, I'm trying to be spontaneous. I'm trying to have fun. And Molly's like, that seems... Uh, and oh, let's not, let's not forget to mention that Steve doesn't tell her where they're going. He says, it's a surprise. Red flag number four. Not only are you going away, but you're going away to an undisclosed location with a guy you've been on two dates with that approached you in your grocery store. Actually, that should be a red flag, too, because he just approached her in the grocery store when they weren't even talking yeah. to each other. Show me red flag number four. Ding, ding, ding. Right yeah. there. So um, she decides to go anyway, and she's very excited about it. And he's like, OK, we're going to this place. Um, and uh, Molly says, well, as soon as you find out where you're going, text me so I know where you're going to yeah, be. Like, ping me your location. Exactly. Like, I want to um, know. So... They go. Steve's like, oh, we're going to stop at my place for the night um, when we're on our way to the location we're going to, uh, which also is weird. We're going to drive out of town to your place, which turns out to be a secluded place. And again, Noah does not see this issue. Um, I mean, I think she just it's like a getting swept off your feet moment because you dealt with, the, you know, and it's, and they did that juxtaposition perfectly with. Yeah, showing because Chad. it's like you have. Someone so jarringly, obviously terrible that when you get this guy, um, and this is some shit girls go through all the time where like you, someone seems like a nice guy. Guys will do whatever they want to uh, say, whatever they want to say to get exactly what they want from you. So now she's got this guy who's clever enough to do that and and makes the red flags seem like good things. Yeah. So she doesn't <laughs> notice that this is all just off. Yeah. So they get there. Um he makes her drink for her and they're kind of chatting. Well, then, because you're experiencing this with Noah, um, because you kind of like Steve, too. He's kind of charming still. Like Not kind of. He's a fucking charming bastard. That son of a yeah. bitch. And uh, the room starts to vibrate a little bit. It starts to go a little off. And like it looks like your vision's off because she's not necessarily reacting. And you're like, what's happening? And then she starts to... Um, become drowsy and dizzy and um he's just talking to his normal well she doesn't it doesn't click in for her that she has been drugged yeah until she stands up to walk over to him and then falls over <laughs> which we should note is 33 minutes into the film and that's when the title card comes up oh my god it was like and that's actually uh part of the trivia because there wasn't there's much two, I, there's two trivia yeah uh, i included it um there, there was three Oh, well, yeah, one. but like, you know, a Mimi Cave's directorial debut um, and then this one. I'll, re I'll save the other one for later. But yeah, it was like so. And it's funny, too, because Friday the 13th, I'm pretty sure, held the record because for a while because it was about 25 minutes into Friday the 13th, the remake. Sorry, the remake. Uh, the 2009 remake when you go through the whole thing. Jason kills everyone. That was like Friday the 13th. And I saw that in the opening night. Um, and everyone in the theater just like, you know, gasped. They're like, oh my God, that was the opening. So for this to be 33 minutes into the movie, you get fresh as a title card. I was like, these fucking, like it's the meme you sent me. What was the meme? It was like, uh, cinematic poetry or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. So that's crazy how it, t it takes that long. I mean, it's almost a third of the way through the movie at that point. Yep. Just about. So, so. um, and this is exactly when the nightmare begins because the whole thing feels like a uh, romance. 
Right up until now. <laughs> right up until she passes out on the floor. And you're like, ah. Oh. And that's another thing, too. If you're going to go and do all this stuff with this guy, make your own drink. Do not let him bring you a drink. Be like, I'll take care of my drink, please, and thank you. Don't let him make your drink. Yeah. Just saying. Except why would she have any reason to be suspicious? Nothing's been know. weird so far you're to her. In, you're in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere. with Because didn't she already, doesn't, wasn't it established, too, that she didn't have any signal? Yeah, because and there was and and there was no Wi-Fi either. That's right too. Oh that, yeah, he also yeah. said there was no Wi-Fi. There's no Wi-Fi. Available. That's like red flag number. So she six couldn't and tell seven. her friend where she was at. But she did. She, I remember Molly getting a location. Though. Yes, but I will get into that. Okay, today. okay, okay. Go ahead. So this is when she wakes up um, in a room with a bed that is sunken into the floor. It's like that '70s like sunken couch thing, but it's a bed. Um. There's like a toilet there and she wakes up and she's not immediately like aware something's off and she sees um, Steve sitting in the corner of the room looking really creepy. Uh, yeah, it's funny how he went from like just sweetheart guy to creep and, and, and like in one uh, scene change. You know what I mean? He lost the charm. Um, immediately. And she's like, hey, what's going on? She's not immediately aware something's wrong either until she lifts up her hand and she's handcuffed to the floor. She's got a chain on her hand. And he starts trying to talk to her and she's trying to like, she's trying to keep as calm and composed as she can to ask him to take the restraints off of her. Um, And then Steve explains what's going on. (laughs) Steve is a small business owner. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) um, He specializes in uh, curated meat products. Um, they're curated off of girls he tricks to his house, um, because he caters to rich old dudes. Cause you only really get to see them in, in like flashes, but there are yeah rich white old dudes who no, are... no, they weren't all white. Oh, really? They saw at least one Asian guy in there. Oh, okay. So just really creepy. They were all men and creepy. old wealthy men who yeah. would like to eat young women. Um, so cannibals so... <laughs> like because fucking... it can, cause it's a delicacy. Oh, I'm um, sure it is because if you eat if you eat too much of it, you go crazy. Yeah, because um, it's bad for your brain. That's what happened to the Donner Party? Is that what happened to the Donner Party? They just ate each other up. Jesus. <laughs> um. So yeah, he explains to her that he's going to keep her al- alive as long as possible while he sells off all of her parts, her meat, her hair. Um, and if she's really good, it doesn't have to be an unpleasant experience. You're like, like, excuse- pardon? I'm sorry. Like, what? So can you run that by me again there, Steve, buddy, old pal? Yeah. So he and he's like, but if you act up, I'll make you regret it. And uh, I believe that. So she's panicking. Uh, he try, She tries to attack him. He restrains her with the other restraint, I believe. And um, so after a while, like, he's kind of talking to her. And he sounds mildly offended that she's not being really calm about this. Like, wow, I'm being really nice and giving you this bed and everything and not killing you outright right now. So why are you so upset? I mean, it is a nice room. It is. If um, I was going to die in a room, I'd, it, I would, it, you know, it'd be nice if it could be a room like that. You know, at least it was nice. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with what he's doing, obviously. But, <laughs> but it also it plays nice into room. that that weird sense of uh, why aren't you grateful for what I'm giving you? Exactly. It played right off of like Chad in the beginning, like, like, like. 
I don't know, something about how, you know, she owed him something just because. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a perfect, again, juxtaposition. So the, yeah, Steve essentially is a date, is a dating nightmare. And, um, this whole thing has become one big metaphor for women are treated like meat, like something, um, something you like buy at a something store. instead of someone. Right. Um, and now, now they are literally being treated like meat. Um, so happy Women's History Month. Uh, so she's immediately panicked. Uh, she does try to convince him to let her take a shower. And um, which he's like, are you going to be good? And she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I And guess. like any woman would, the second she thinks she's got a chance, she uh, starts to fight back. But she's like half his size. So yeah, that she, didn't work. She real small. She was she's fairly tiny. She doesn't like really petite, but she was a. Uh, He's also a bigger guy, so well, I mean, he yeah, he's like uh, broader, broader, yeah, not he's, super broad. But he's like, not tall like me. He's just uh, kind of like you know, he's he's fit. Yeah, he's, he's fit. fit. There we go. He's fit. He's, he's so comparatively, yeah. she looks smaller. Right, exactly. And um, so yeah, so she tries to fight back, and he punishes her for that. Um, and punishment is that he literally, while she's only got an epidural, he cuts off her ass. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> that scene was wild because she's of course, you know, awake and he's like, uh, you won't be able to feel anything. I gave you an epidural. You won't be able to feel it. It's like, gee, that, but we're you just, can smell it. We're just going, and you can hear it. We're going this hardcore right off the bat. It's just the, it was like a light switch from romance to just fucking horror movie but in a second. But he's so like Such a chill tonal. with what he's doing. And yeah. like, there's so many moments where they're playing music and he's kind of just dancing and chilling like while he's prepping meat and stuff. And you're like, this is deeply unsettling. Yeah. Cause like that dude, that tonal shift is, that will stick with me forever. Just cause I was like, when are we going to get to the, where's the, oh, oh, here's the catch. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I'm shocked and appalled. <laughs> so, um, and then while uh Noah's in there, she also hears uh someone another girl in another vent, um, whose name is um Penny Melissa. Oh, I thought it was Penny. Uh, Pe- is it Penny? Wasn't it the uh wasn't it the uh, Asian chick? No. Oh yes, it is Penny, because uh, I think Melissa was the girl in the far room who was uh pretty far gone. Yeah, she was she was kind of um, yeah. who had already kind of been um massacred. <laughs> To the point of cracking mentally. So Penny is kind of talking to her and they're kind they're trying to um, support each other and whatnot um, while getting cut to bits. Yeah. So. Um, What's why is that funny? Sorry, I kind of lost track of where I was at to talk about uh, Penny. But yeah, so Noah gets put back in her room. She is horrified. Um we're still trying to figure out the mechanics of how she kept or how she walked at any other point in this film. Yeah. Um, I've never walked without a butt. So I don't know how that would work, but I feel like it would be I mean, very technically odd. you'd have to cut because the muscles still have to connect to something. So I guess you'd have to cut in such a way where the muscles to the legs weren't completely severed. I mean, I mean, a butt is mostly just fat anyways, right? No, it's muscle. It's all muscle. That's why you can clench it. That would hurt. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. And then imagine that you have to use the bathroom after that. Oh, you just ruined my day. Oh, my day's ruined now. You're welcome. My- uh, oh. so. Oh. Ow. Oh. Ow is the answer. And the girls have to sit every time, too. Oh. Now imagine oh. that you're a woman 
I'm just going to throw this out there that uh, there's a real life equivalent and it's a woman who's just given birth who has to then pee. Oh, Oh, my day is so ruined right now. You're welcome. Uh, So Melissa, we're talking about Melissa. No, or we're Penny. Talk- we're talking about Penny. We're oh, talking you- about Noah. Talking about Noah. I don't know what's happening. So Noah anymore. is recovering. She is struggling right now. Um, and and Steve keeps talking to her. Like he keeps coming <laughs> in, He's like, chatting with her. He's like, oh, I'm so exhausted from all that work I did, and chit chatting with her while still in his scrubs, like for somebody else's surgery. And you're like, and she's just like, why does he keep talking to me? While well, talking to Penny, she realizes. He didn't sleep with anybody else. Yeah. He only slept with Noah. So obviously he liked her. So um, she's like, oh, then, uh, you know, so she she's starting to realize that something like whatever he sees in her versus everybody else is different. Well, while this is happening, we've got Molly again, the MVP of the film. Yeah, she deserves an award. Molly finally gets the text that Noah sent, but Noah sends it with photos and Molly and Noah have best friend things. They do best friends, especially female best friends. I don't know what guys are doing. Um, (laughs) Have little ways. They talk to each other. Like I told you, me and my best friend, when she sends a regular smiley face emoji, I send one where the smile is a capital D. So she smiles and then I smile even bigger. That's our thing we send back to uh, to each other when we're like ending a conversation. Yeah, um, conversation. At least for me, conversations with guys just kind of end, and then exactly. you, and then you just pick them back up. So <laughs> that's just something we've done for years. Um, mm. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Okay. So Molly is texting her, getting photos back from Noah, um, and she says, "Love you." And Noah always says. Love Love you you more. more. Except this time Noah sends a heart emoji. That immediately sets off an alarm in Molly's brain. Yeah. Because Molly's smart. Um, Well, I mean, but if that's a thing that you like, that would, you know, if that's something that we did and you said something different, I'd be like, hmm, I'd question that. Especially if, you know, she's she's gone away with the guy. Yeah. So at that point, you're like, hmm, that's, yeah, that's not That'd right. That'd be like if we're texting and you send a message with a heart and I do not send a message with a heart back. You're like, "Is what's up? Like, did I did I make you mad? What happened? Like, what what's going on? What did on? I do? Um, so, yeah, red flag, so, like, number eight now. <laughs> well, this is different because it's not his red flag so much as I there's know, something just, wrong. As the audience, you know, red flags. Yeah. So Molly is immediately suspicious. She takes the photo that, um, which is just a picture of a waterfall, uh, that Noah has sent and Google searches it. It comes up immediately as a travel site. Um, and she's like, this isn't right. So then she goes into research mode. She is looking around. She is trying to find this guy. Um, and she knows that Noah went to the bar her friend worked at. So now she's trying to convince her friend to give her information to get to this guy, which you know, while everything's going on with Noah, uh, he does eventually um, agree to do. But he says, well, why don't you go to the cops? And Molly's like, what am I supposed to say? My friend uh, is answering her text messages, but I don't really think it's her. Um, yeah, they'll think she's crazy. Yeah. It's like, so uh, <laughs> you which the bartender there? is just like, isn't she white? And she's like, yes, but I don't think that's going to help right now. <laughs> 
I don't remember that line. Yeah, he's like, isn't she white? I don't remember that line at all. Now, I uh, you're probably about to say, but why why did she give the phone uh, the photo to the guy? Didn't he doesn't he know someone or something that could help? I can't remember how she's trying to, how she or why she's giving the photo to her bartender friend Molly. Um, no, she doesn't give him the photo. Oh, she asks him if she if he can look up a receipt or something to get his name. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. There we go. And he's like, I don't really can't do that. Like, yeah. So eventually, because uh, they're old friends, he gets convinced and he um, he gives her the info. And then Molly, who had sarcastically joked to Noah earlier that maybe he's just married or something, and that's the thing that's wrong with him they don't know about yet, um, because girls always assume there's something wrong we haven't figured out yet. Um, with good reason. I mean... Uh, so, she does find out that he is married and decides to go off and uh, talk to... Um, Steve, find Steve's wife and see if maybe she can help. I think I think that's Anne, I believe. I believe her name's Anne. Yes, it's Anne. Um... So I'm just going to continue on with Molly's part because I'm going to end on Noah's part. Can um, I kind of want to reveal a little bit, though, of the when you're done, if that's OK, of the wife uh, husband dynamic? Oh, I was going to. Oh, you were. OK. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. 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 That, that wasn't keeping a secret. OK, cool. Cool. Um, on the same page. Then. So Got about like 10. Yeah. Okay. Molly goes into uh, Molly goes to the house. She goes and uh, talks to the wife and the wife is like, oh, okay, this is weird. She's like, I think your husband knows my friend. And she's like, I don't think he does. And she's like, I'm not trying to make this awkward for you. I'm just really concerned about my friend. If you could help me. So she's there talking to the wife for a while. Um, the wife is kind of brushing the whole thing off and trying to explain that, um, Steve has not been anywhere unusual. Well, while they're talking, Steve walks in the fucking door. Oh, God. And welcome to the shit show, Steve. Um, And he, you know, Molly is not shy about it. She immediately starts saying, hey, I think you know my friend Noah. Um, She was talking about you. I can't seem to locate her. And he just kind of brushes her off, says he doesn't know anything. And uh, she's like, all right, well, I must be wrong. So as they're walking to the door, Molly... This was equal parts brilliant and stupid. Yeah, um, it was a little bit of both for sure. Ski. Really smart move, but also not a smart move. Wait till you get yeah. outside the door. Now, she did do a smart thing, though, because she did um, send her location to her bartender friend before right. she went in there. Yes, she did. Um, She realizes that if someone else has been sending messages from Noah's phone, then they would have the phone. So she, while she's walking, she casually slides her phone out of her pocket and dials Noah's number, who has a Golden Girls theme song. And apparently Steve <laughs> doesn't know about the silence button on the phone because uh, it starts ringing in his pocket. And he just turns and looks at her. and He goes, oh, you're calling. You really shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And that's when Steve's wife, Anne, whaps Molly across the head. And she's in on it, too. That was such a, like... I mean, I figured as much, you know, when the when the wife was kind of shrugging everything off in my head, I'm like, she's got to be involved. But like, how are they going to reveal that? Because it doesn't make sense for her to be this like aloof about the whole situation. Because if someone came to you about me possibly cheating, I don't think you'd be like, if you know, if, if it 
if it if like you weren't involved, you would be like, what? Like, oh, I need to investigate this right now, pronto. But she was so just kind of coy about the whole situation. You're like, I feel like you have to be involved. I'm going to be honest. If they had any proof, I would be pulling apart every square yeah. inch of bo- both the yeah. studio and the office looking for anything. Like, so nope, got to check yeah. everything now. So it was kind of obvious she was involved. But then she, you know, but then she goes to leave and you're like, all right, maybe not. And then that whole reveal, I was just like. Not only is she involved, she just knocked that girl out. So she's like not just letting him do this and being okay with it. She she's like super involved in this process. Oh my god, this is so dark and twisted. I love yeah, this movie. So <laughs> now you think Molly, who you thought was gonna be the savior here, yeah. is now a victim too. And what's more disturbing is it is heavily implied that Anne, the wife, is also a victim because when she goes to take a shower, she has a prosthetic leg. She is yep. missing a leg. Yep. So, so she was obviously a victim at one point and I we get, don't know what happened. No idea what happened there. We don't really need to know. It's just, it's implied. So it's, you can't tell if she's really in on it or she's the victim of abuse. Like, and, Hey, how um, can I stay alive? What can I do? Pretty, to? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's probably something like that. So now back to Noah. <laughs> Noah reads has been given magazines by Steve um, and she notices in the binding of one of the books, like right in the creases in a little like scratch, someone has written in there. If you have this, it means he likes you. Um, and basically imply it says that like, you should use that um, yeah. to stay alive. And um, which is implying that he doesn't treat all the girls this way worth giving them magazines and things to read. So when he comes in, Noah starts to feign interest. She realizes if she wants to survive, she's got to start um, pulling some of his own moves on him. Oh, yeah. And Take so a page she, out of his playbook. She starts asking him about eating people and what does that taste like? And um, she uses this basically to convince him that she is still interested in him and um, interested in who he is, and she is not just a victim. She is a uh, possibly something more than that, which he had already felt, so she is playing on that. And um, she is doing that so she can not only save herself, but save everyone there. And uh, I don't want to give any more after that um, because of, you know, there's just so much that happens there. But um, I, we talked about this, like, the... The fact that he almost immediately gets sucked in when she's like, what does it taste like? And that's enough to just suck him back into the conversation. It was like the audacity, like the, what, what was it? It was the, um, the ego, the sheer on you. <laughs> ignorance, like, uh, it, like who really thinks that you could cut off a woman's ass and she'd still be interested in you. Yeah, like there's oh, no delusion. Yeah, yeah, delusion. There's no there's no form of gaslighting strong enough, I don't think, where you could cut off a woman's parts and somehow you still feel comfortable around her. Like she wouldn't try to kill you at any fucking moment. Yeah. That is, like, yeah, oh, yeah. You are delusional, like, my friend. Yeah. Um, someone's like, how delusional are men that, uh, Steve here cuts off her ass and still thinks she wants to get with him. But that's, it's a brilliant thing because it's like, I, I'm, Obviously, I don't think to this extent, but there there are men that are delusional like that, where they treat women so badly, 
and they like they still think that they want to be with them like you know like abusive people i'm sure probably feel that way like no matter what i do you'll still love me at the end of the day almost like his character in itania weirdly enough yeah um so this movie was just fucking brilliantly done like bravo mimi like that was yeah it really speaks to current dating it it feels like very like a female experience um obviously minus the cannibalism one would Um, hope for fuck's sake god but the whole thing feels like a big metaphor for how women get treated and um, how you're never safe. And sometimes you have to lie your way out of an unsafe situation. Um, yep. And this is why, like, some men do not understand why women get scared or um, are, like, genuinely nervous to date. And, and it's because yep. you don't know what you're going to get. because of guys like Chad. And also Steve. Well, yeah, Steve, but, but I'm less saying with it was less murdery and less cannibally. More, I more gaslighty and more, more ga- manipulative. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So uh, this this one, uh, I've been see- we've been seeing a lot more of these types of movies too, like with promising young woman. I'm liking these movies that have these just insanely strong female leads, and it kind of shows kind of the darker side of of what it's like to be a girl. But it's it's it needs it needs to be shown because this is happening and it's not okay, and we need to realize it's not okay to treat women in this fashion like it's not they're and, human beings just like men like and then we're people all will say things like oh it's because she was wearing like um noah was wearing baggy sweaters for exactly half the movie. yeah and it and, i mean jesus she could be wearing a bikini in winter it doesn't mean she was asking for anything she yeah. just might like to wear bikinis in winter um but it's like uh the weird sense of entitlement like it was a really great representation for um how women are treated and how they are perceived and um how women have to protect themselves and protect each other because if yep. if they don't they are in so much danger like women are constantly looking out for each other and making sure that each other is safe like the number of times i've seen someone look uncomfortable or like hear stories of women a woman seeing a another woman on like a date or something and looking uncomfortable with a man and then like feigning friendship to get her out of that situation. Like it's a big message on how women have to uh, protect each other. Well, it, I think, I think I may have even mentioned this on this show and I apologize if I have, but there was one time when I've told you this story, but when I was out at a club one night uh, for like, you know, one of my dubstep shows I used to go to when I was a crazy 20 year old, um, there was a girl in front of me who was completely alone by herself, which is not uncommon for a, like a you know a situation like that. But there was a guy literally that started coming up, like came up behind her and started grinding on her, and she was visibly like, "No, like back off," and he didn't. So I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, "Buddy," she, I was like, "Stop!" I was like, "You're gonna have a problem with me if you do not stop this." And he he just like stared me down like I was the dick. I'm like, dude, you're forcing yourself on a woman right now in public. I'm not gonna let that happen. I was like, back off or I'll beat you to a fucking pulp right here in front of God and everyone. So it's like. I will always stand up for women, especially if I see them being mistreated. mistreated yeah, in pu- I've had to shoo off and yell yeah, at I like will shoo you random off. people that Don't were like guys me. that were trying to come at my friends who were too drunk to say something. Like, I've yelled at people. And see, that, yeah, by the way, is what makes you a good um, ally to women is that you um, see that and don't just let that happen. Like, uh, he just wants to talk to her. N- no, she doesn't owe you well, a damn thing. And no one was doing anything. So I was like, I'm stepping in. I'm a big six foot, you know, 250 pound dude. Like... You want to scrap with me? I'll, it's not going to end well for you because I'm six five. Come on. What did I say? You said six foot. 
Oh no! You six, cut off like sorry, half a foot. Six five. My bad. You're you're missing some height there. I'm missing some height. So yeah, it's just this was just a really good uh, representation of just I don't. It was just so well done. I'm actually going to change my rating after talking about it. Sometimes that happens, but I really don't want to give away my rating because it's definitely going to pop up on the top ten. Oh, it the, totally yeah, is. Yeah, it totally is. So I'm not going to give my ratings, but I will give you the ratings on IMDb. It's got a six seven out of ten on IMDb, and it has a three point six out of five on Letterbox. The only other um, trivia that I have is that this is the first film to release under Walt Disney Studios motion pictures to be related R18 plus in Australia. I guess uh, whoever released this uh, is a is a Disney owns them. I assume. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Disney Le- owns Hulu. Oh, that's right. They yeah. do. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm not. Gonna, and there was no goofs that I could find, but it's also brand new. Um, so I didn't. You know, nothing could be listed there. Honestly, gonna- yeah. The only thing I would dock it for was the but walking thing but That's again it, yeah i don't know the mechanics right, enough yeah, to yeah. argue it so, so I'm, I, I can't i can't uh, at all so this is definitely a, a very 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 good movie i would recommend watching this if you haven't watch it uh on hulu right now um so yeah definitely check it out um next week we will be back doing a saint patty's day themed episode for real this time um you should pretty it's pretty obvious what it is because there's really not too many but uh that'll be fun next gonna week watch luck of the irish Oh my God, wouldn't that be a plot twist? Uh, follow us on Facebook at Frightmares and Instagram and Slasher app at Frightmares Podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter at Frightmares underscore pod. Uh, shoot us a line at spooky at Outlook.com. Um, I am uh, Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd. You are Watson LMP90. All right, guys. And until next week, stay tuned and stay spooky. Bye. Bye.